are we talking about when we talk about care? Caring for a loved one? Caring for your community? Caring for yourself? What is love without acts of care? What is romantic love when you live with extreme violence? For Valentine's Day, we're talking about love, care and commitment for oneself and one's community when advocating for human rights. Raúl Santiago is an award-winning human rights defender. He co-founded the collective Papareto or Straight Talk, a group of citizen journalists documenting life in the Complexo de Almao favela. The group draws attention to what's happening in Almao, highlighting cases of police violence and other human rights abuses, which tend to be ignored by mainstream media. Their slogan is Nos por Nos, Us for Us, as the content they share is produced by residents living in the favela and dedicated to them. One of the aims of the collective is to hold authorities accountable. For example, thanks to Papareto's reporting on the killing of 10-year-old Eduardo de Jesus, who was shot by a police officer in April 2015, the government launched an official investigation. A few months later, however, the authorities concluded the police officers were acting in self-defence and didn't charge them. Because of his work, Rule and other members of Papareto have often faced threats and intimidation. Raoul and his partner Julie are in Dublin this month on the Frontline Defenders Rest and Respite programme. This is the first Valentine's Day they'll spend without a soundtrack of gunshots, without the potential of violence outside their door, and alone with their 18-month-old son Lorenzo. Raoul told us about his work and how it impacts his relationship and family life. Paparetto, it was something that basically just happened. It is a recent group, approximately four years old, but all the people that take part in the group came from years of experience of activism in different areas, but always related to the favela and human rights. Paparetto emerged in a moment at the end of 2013, beginning of 2014, when besides the huge protests that were taking place in Brazil due to political issues in general, due to partisan issues and other general issues, inside the favelas there was an increase in violence due to a new public policy related to public security. It was called UPP, an abbreviation of Police Pacification Unit, which became increasingly violent. It became increasingly clear that it was a strategy of control to militarize life of poor, black, and indigenous peoples. And this was not being shown anywhere because the spotlight was on the protests, the political partisan issues, and the favelas did not even appear in those spaces. And we were impacted by the World Cup and Olympic Games. So a lot of the violence that was taking place in the favelas was being overlooked. So then, we gathered our knowledge on conflict mediation, knowledge on human rights, that many people had, along with the independent communication that some of us used to do, and we started to make pressure, to search for help, to promote campaigns on Twitter, to share things at the same time on Facebook, and many other strategies of communication in order to get attention to the situation in Alamal. It was very positive as we managed to expose the neglect towards those families. We managed to help those It was very positive as we managed to expose the neglect towards those families. We managed to help these people to put pressure on the state and on some enterprises that used to work in Alamal in order to help these families in a process that lasted approximately one and a half, two months. We managed to sort out all the problems, and the people started going back to their jobs, to their NGOs, to their institutions. And we, 
those of us who were there as activists, or as we say, NGI, non-governmental individual, as we are not an NGO, but individual persons. We united, gathering together the diverse strengths that we discovered during the course of this campaign, and then we founded Paparato, as a collective of people that is currently using independent communication as a tool to fight for rights, for narratives about our reality, but also to mobilize practical action, and always to foster the process of mutual empowerment between practical action and media action, using them to expose violations or develop solutions to the problems that may be taking place in the favelas. While this upswing in violence in Rio's favelas followed the World Cup, the Olympics and political unrest of 2013, the situation remains largely unchanged. According to Raul, police violence, attacks and killings are now a constant feature of life in the favelas. Brazil is in a very serious period, right? Political issues, once again, national issues, issues about corruption on many levels, including in Rio de Janeiro, within the UPP, things from the last seven years of government, including the Olympic Games and World Cup. Now is the most critical moment. Former governors are being arrested, a lot of scandals are being exposed, and last year the impact of the situation on public policy and security and subsequent efforts to control the lives of poor people by the police, it got to its highest level. The state abandoned the public policy that sent the police to the favela only in specific moments, during the police operations, which is how it used to be. The UPP is now a permanent facet of the militarization of life in the favelas. In fact, when the mega-events ended, there was never any investment in art, culture, education, or any actual empowerment of the people in the place. There was only this militarization. And the police, over time, since the beginning, it has always been violent. And now, after abandonment from the state, with no incentives, including a lack of salaries, the police have become a kind of gang inside the place where we live. And it acts with a lot of violence, for no reason, mostly against the common people. Then we started to publicly denounce it, attempted to expose it. We started to collect proof and audio and video evidence, always using the live tool from Facebook as a way to broadcast in real time showing that we were actually going to those places, witnessing these acts. Despite the increase in police violence, the efforts by those in Papareto have improved the situation. Documenting acts of police violence has become an extremely powerful tool in Rio's favelas. Digital technology has armed Papareto with a means of immediate communication that enables them to arrive on the scene as something is happening, to ensure it's documented both for legal proceedings and to lend legitimacy to the previously ignored criticism of police violence in the favelas. We started to go to the streets with mobile phones, cameras, using basic strategies, and then we quickly managed to get it, to get footage and audio of severe actions by the police, like executions, extortions, murders. It received a lot of attention because historically, we have always been vocal about it. We got organized, we protested, but our voices were always dismissed, because we were people from the favela, with all the stigma and prejudices that came with that. We were criminalized. Despite attempts to discredit the organization at first, Papareto's work has led to an investigation into the death of a ten-year-old boy at the hands of a police officer. And by organizing the coverage of this space of conflict, by obtaining evidence and a network for exposing the violence, we've been able to avoid people being falsely accused. Because often people are arrested with no investigation. People are arrested. The police come to you, they don't like the way you talk to them, you argue about this and that, 
and then, instead of the police trying to understand your complaints about an incident, they'd put some drugs on you, or something else, and then they would arrest you. As of today, we've managed to decrease this problem. We understand, from the information that other people used to give us, that the police also know about the actions taken by the Paparato Collective. We are already able to inhibit violence, and at the same time we realize that this methodology of covering this space of conflict with alternative technologies was a simple and effective tool, so much so that in other places, other favelas, mainly in the Northeast, people have been asking Paparato to share basic knowledge about what we're doing so that these people can get organized as well. Basically, I guess that the main point is that we have developed from the video and audio evidence another way of thinking about public security, pointing out that yes, the state is violent. It's an actor. It's been one of the main actors for spreading violence in the favelas. For the last five weeks, Raul and his partner Julie and their youngest child, 18-month-old Lorenzo, have been in Dublin on the Frontline Defenders Rest and Respite Programme for Human Rights Defenders. This is an opportunity for those who dedicate all their energy for care, all their love to their homes and their communities, to turn that energy inward, care for themselves, and to get a break from their work. The main thing I've gotten by taking part in this program is the reflection about how it's important to look after caring within the collective itself. Because not only at home, but also within the Paparetto Collective, our work takes place in the space where violence happens. Then our activism is not only a choice, it's also our reality. Then we're always discussing situations of violence, the harm against people in the favelas. We are always being threatened, pushed into a situation in which we cannot even think about looking after ourselves. There is no space, in fact, for this reflection, but it's very important. So here, away from Brazil, looking at what is happening today and being close to my family, I see how those little things could be done, and I understand that they usually don't happen in our routine, because we cannot realize it, due to the fact that we are constantly overwhelmed by our own reality. So the caring within the collective itself, as well as the caring in our own homes, because whenever we are together, my friends from the Paparato Collective, we must always talk about problems. Almost always we are trying to sort out a serious issue. Almost always we are concerned about each other, both in an individual and in a family context. So we cannot move forward. We cannot think about solutions or, for example, have a break. For someone to stand in there for someone else, there are always so many demands that we don't manage to disconnect from what is happening all the time. So I keep on thinking here, caring is a very important thing that must be found in the work that we do and in our family relationships as well. This is the first time Raul has been away from Brazil with his son Lorenzo and partner Julie for the sole purpose of rest. It's a very new experience, right? Since the beginning of Paparato till now, I have had other opportunities to leave Brazil a few times. But that travel was like tools for the struggle, in order to expose violence, to use the opportunity to speak out. In this context that we are living now, to simply come and stay here with family, and to stay away from the turbulence that is the routine of our lives, it's a very new experience, in many different ways. I could keep on talking about it, like in the sense that we don't hear shootings. And here, you don't feel this way. You can see the city is working, and the rush of the city, the daily routine, is not based on survival and on the extreme struggle that happens when you live in an extremely dangerous place. So I think that this tranquility, and the possibility of resting, the possibility of enjoying time with my family, it's something that has helped me a lot. And then, whenever I go back to that space, I'll know that there is a reality of life which is not based on violence, which is not based on survival as the main goal. And, at the same time, it's a lot more beneficial to Julie and Lorenzo than it is for me. Because it's an activist thing, right? I ask myself all the time, 
Am I the one who should be here? Wouldn't this be an opportunity for another member of Paparato? I'd like for everyone to have this experience, because they live with the same tension I do. Mostly those who have kids, because whoever has kids, whoever has a family, so it's a constraining thing. I should enjoy this reality in order to think about the next steps that should be taken in Brazil, and about our work within the Paparato Collective, in Alamel. But at the same time, I'd like to be able to get more people involved with experiences like this one. And until then, we're living. We asked Raul to speak about how this break has helped him both as a human rights defender and a member of Papareto, but also as a person and as a partner. It's been very cool, mostly for family life, for Julian, for me, in the sense that in Brazil, in Alamau itself, it's very tense. I believe that it's a lot more tense for her, for my parents, for my family than it is for me. Because this is what I do, what I like to do, to try to change things, to try to be an activist. And there are different levels of tension in it. Sometimes I'm publicly threatened, but I already know how to deal with this situation. So for me, despite knowing the risk, for me, it's not something that causes such an impact, as much as it does when the police come to the school of my other son, KK, or when Julia or Lorenzo run into the police at our front door, or in an alley of the favela. These things impact me. It makes a difference when it's something that's not directed towards me, but towards my family. They don't live in the field of work that I live. They don't have the networks that I do then they don't know that I have a lot of contacts. And despite the gravity of the situation, there are a lot of people that I know that could help us in trying to turn the situation into something less serious than it is. And so they have gotten a much bigger impact from this break. Also because of my absence. Because I always have to be in the streets. And I don't have a set schedule to go out. It could be late at night in order to sort out a situation, to help someone who's at risk. So it's been a very positive experience for me to be together with my family to be reconnecting myself to my family. While most people have family, be it a partner, parents or loved ones, being a parent adds another facet to a situation like Raoul's in respect of being at risk and needing rest. With KK, about two years ago, I had the experience of the police going to his school to try to find out who he was. But luckily, the director of the school, I had already talked to her about what I was doing and for her to be careful about certain things. But truly, it does change the situation a lot. Nowadays, the situation with Lorenzo and KK and with Louise and Luisa, who are Julie's children and who automatically became my children as well due to our relationship, it brings a much heavier weight for the reflection about what I do, about what I say, about what could happen to me. It does have another weight when you have kids. When you have a father, a mother, a relationship, you get concerned, but at the same time, you are under that adrenaline of, I have to do this because it's important. When you have all those people who depend on you like children, it gets another meaning. It has another weight. It's a lot riskier. Our reality, when the confrontation is on our doorstep, the idea of stray bullets, of kidnappings, of serious violence, which is not unusual in our situation, the concerns are much bigger. So much so that when there is a large police operation in the favela, for example, my eldest son, who is from another relationship and who doesn't live with me, when there are big operations in the favela, when there are a lot of policemen who know my face and the faces of other people from Paparato, I tell his mother, I ask her not to have any picture of me inside their house in order to avoid any situation in which he could be identified as my child. So it is like another reality, the way they go to school, the way in which I have to go out with them. For example, there's a lot of police in the favela, or whenever there is an operation, whenever there are weeks of confrontation of violence, more so than normal, I have to avoid walking around with them to expose myself on the streets so the police can't identify who my kids are. 
Raoul's situation shows that as a human rights defender, your ability to express care and love for others and for yourself can be affected, especially when you're in a constant state of being at risk of violence because of where you live and the work you do. I think that regarding caring, regarding our immediate objectives, time is a big issue. What is time for us? For an example, in the field of caring for the Paparato Collective, in the years that we've been together, members of the group have gone through extremely difficult times, and we were only able to perceive it or to hear about it when the situation was already very dire. People crying, separations, the need for a hospital stay due to a sickness. So many times, the constant agenda of violence makes us follow a routine of intense work that makes us see the greater situation. It's obvious that we live within this context. But sometimes, when we are dedicating our time and attention to the needs of other people, we end up not noticing our own needs, our needs as a group, and our needs as individuals as well. When you have to postpone a medical appointment, when you have to postpone a visit to your grandmother or to your father who lives close to you, but you still don't manage to go, and then inside the group itself, within the collective, you must know what's happening to the people who are there, who are doing this work along with you. So in the field of caring, we've been discussing it since the end of last year, which was a year in which we got a lot of threats, and there was a lot of internal stress. It got to the point where truly, there was a lot of internal reflection, like up to what point should we expose ourselves? When should something, for example, be posted online using a personal profile versus the group's page? So there are a lot of questions about how to make it work. We've been thinking a lot about the space for caring, you know? For this space of caring, in order to make it applicable, it is very important that the activists think about it, in different places, but mostly in Latin America. Space for caring should be an agenda. It is kind of curious to say that, but it should also be considered an aspect of work. Otherwise, it won't happen. If we don't have a commitment to make time to prioritize caring, to talk, to talk about what's good in the group and what's not working in the group, or also if someone wants to open a space for silence like, from now, nobody needs to say anything, to encourage people to strengthen the trust and knowledge among the people of the collective to the point in which people will be able to share and to ask for help in meeting their own individual needs, it is very important for us to strengthen ourselves. And talking about our needs is also a very important thing. Whether it's about your home, your collective work, your activism, exposing your anxieties, your own uncertainties, sharing them with a group you trust, it is very important in order to build a space of mutual trust. And when I go back to Alamal, as soon as my participation in this program is over, Brazil is in an extremely chaotic period of repression of rights, diverse partisan political issues, the growing right wing. So basically, it should be a moment to focus on strengthening care and also to focus on trying to expand it, at least to share it with those who are close to us, to let them know what our work is about, both the positive and negative impacts of it. It's an agenda that Paparetto is thinking about, how to make these meetings happen with our direct family, like fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, and sons. This is something that we have never done. After all these years, we've never done it. I'm not sure if my father is fully aware about what Paparato does, about what I do. So we're going to rescue this bond with our family, explain to them what the risks are, what the achievements are. It is something that we're going to make a priority. But also, it is a way for us to get organized in order to stand in for each other. That way we could, if it was part of our lives, part of our routine, as we are put in a situation where violence takes place. But if we could cover ourselves, if we could stand in for each other, we weren't all doing it 24 hours a day, then we could maybe have time to visit a relative, to visit someone from the family, but mostly to prioritize something which has been wonderful to do here, which is to have time for leisure. <laughs>